Welcome to Track 11. This is Caleb and... And Leisha. With Road Trip EP. Yes. Uh, this is... You know, we, we I'm trying to remember how to do this exactly, because we did skip a week here. So it feels like, for some reason, it feels like forever since we no. recorded one of these. <laughs> it was unintentional, though, so we apologize for not having an episode last week. But we were in the middle of traveling and kind of ended up with not really a signal for most of the days yeah, last week. Yeah. So, And we didn't have kind of a log of podcasts already recorded. We actually got kind of caught up. So, yeah, we're starting yeah. fresh this week and yeah, getting back fresh. on track. We're in a new state from the last we time are. that we recorded. We uh, last time we were in Arizona because if you've been listening to all the episodes, you know we were in Phoenix for a mm-hmm. while. Um, now we are in Utah near yeah. the LaSalle Mountains. Yes. Beautiful view out here with this. So. Probably one of the most beautiful campsites we've ever stayed in. It is yeah, gorgeous. I agree. I agree. Uh, so yeah, it's been really nice to be back in Utah for our upcoming one-year wedding anniversary because we mm-hmm. got married in Moab because we're cool like that. Yeah, but that's not what you guys are here for. <laughs> exactly. You guys are here for the music. Let's so. get on track. But let's start first with the song from last week the guest the guest the, the song. song all right we'll play another quick clip of it here for you okay so caleb share share the win what was it uh it was spin doctors with two princes and never guessed i'm just kidding <laughs> i never would have guessed who would have got it right it's dad again oh, yeah. <laughs> aka shay thompson yes, yes. good um, job dad you did it we're gonna stump you one of these times but probably not yeah. this time. Well, so let's talk about what our episode is all about today. This one is sort of a random uh, potluck kind of topic. And we decided we wanted to talk about side projects. Yeah. So, you know, just any kind of... We, we ended up picking two bands out of the 90s and two bands out of the 2000s yeah. again. Uh, just to keep the theme. that theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just any sort of band that, you know, had members from another band super groups, side projects, whatever you want yeah. to call them. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk about four total today, just talk a little bit about like where they came from, but also just highlight a few of our favorite songs and why they are side projects that you should check out. Yeah, and with that, giving you the idea of the episode, um, we're going to play you our guest the song for this week. Oh, yes. And I will give you a little hint. The hint is, is it's going to be from a band member of one of the side projects we're talking about today, but not necessarily wow, that that's band. that's a really big hint, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, so You could have just said it was connected to one of the people in the episode. Yeah, but... I guess we could say that. So you'll have well, to maybe, you know if you things. want more of a hint, just listen to the whole episode and you'll figure it out. Mm. Anyways, here's the song. All right, um, that's the song. Dad, put your best guess in. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyone else who wants to try to, please do. Yeah, we've um, definitely gotten more interactions on the poll, which we love. Yeah. But the guess the song, I think you guys are all still shy. So don't yeah. be shy. Put your best guesses in. Yeah, let's move on to our first group all of right, the well, episode. Who do we want to talk about first? Um, Let's go ahead and go back in time to 1995. I'm in. Yes, I am too. If someone <laughs> has a time machine out there, fill us in. <laughs> JK but not <laughs> okay so <laughs> let's talk about mad season uh, uh not not the matchbox 20 album mad season <laughs> no we're talking about the, the band group. mad season <laughs> yeah so we kind of we mentioned actually them on i think it was the last podcast episode um or a song by them so we decided to start with them today if you don't know who mad season is 
They are a group made up of Barrett Martin from Screaming Trees. He's on drums. Mike McCready from Pearl Jam, lead guitar. John Baker Sanders from The Walkabouts. He's on bass. Mark Lanigan from Screaming Trees. And then later on, Queens of the Stone Age. He does some vocals. And, but most notably, well, Mike McCready is pretty popular. Um, but also, a lot of people know uh, Layton Staley from Alice and mm -hmm. Chains. He does the main vocals and rhythm guitar in this album um, because it is just one album. Yeah, just that one Matt album. Uh, they just came together a bunch of, uh, mostly, I guess, Mike McCready had just checked into a rehab and he met, I, was it? Lanigan there or Saunders that he met in the rehab? I think both, actually. Okay, and yeah. then uh, they decided to form a band um, and get Lane Staley involved because they knew he was trying to kick his habit. Mm -hmm. um, so they were trying to do that sort of thing, and uh, Lane Staley had just just reunited with Allison Chains, if I'm correct, right before this, right? And then yeah. got kicked out because they couldn't finish the tour because of his heroin issues. Mm -hmm. But yeah, actually, I'd never really listened to Mad Season until last year i think yeah <laughs> like, i don't think i ever even heard any of their songs and if i did i just didn't remember but yeah i always knew of the song river of deceit i've heard that one talked about many times and i heard that a long time ago but i never really gave mad season a full listen until recently as well so i think right off the gate with the opening track uh wake up i yeah. was just like whoa yeah, this yeah oh this is so good and i didn't really, I don't know. I did not expect to. I don't think I expected the sound that comes through on this album, but also I have to say, I think Wake Up specifically is probably one of my favorite songs with Lane Staley in it. Yeah, it's a very, very great vocal track and it's, mm -hmm. and also some really great uh, guitar work from Mike McCready. Yeah. I think, uh, honestly, I think Mike McCready is a pretty underrated guitarist. 100%. I don't, I don't feel like He's I ever really hear good. anybody like, you know, when they're listening like great guitarists, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say, oh, Mike McCready. Like, mm -hmm. it's kind of weird to me. Like, the more I listen to Pearl Jam and these other projects that he's in, um, we'll talk about another one later. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I just like, wow, he's a really good guitarist. Um, but yeah, the vocals by Lane Staley, um, I wasn't expecting either because I just wasn't sure, you know, like with what this is with him not being able to finish the Alice in Chains mm -hmm. and being really heavy into the drugs at this point and yeah. trying to kick it, but not really having the best luck. I was like, man, maybe his full power wouldn't even be in this. So, but this song for sure, he, like, especially once you get to the end, you get a lot of power from the vocals. Yeah. Um, and, and another thing is like, I'm used to hearing him with, with Jerry yeah. and having the harmonizing yeah. and you don't have that in this, but mm -hmm. it's still, it's, his voice still really stands out in this album. Yeah. I think definitely there's a lot that really stands out with Lane Staley and Mike McCready in the Mad Season album, just both of their styles. I feel like you really get to see just such an interesting side from them that you obviously like don't always get with their main group, which it's so great in that sense, yeah. but it's just, it's really cool to see. And this is what's kind of cool about just side projects and super groups all together is you get to see a little bit of a different side of artistic levels and, and just different chances that they take. And I think with Wake Up, like, we have to play a clip of probably my favorite part of this song because it is just so powerful to me. Like, it's really worth looking at the lyrics with this song because it's it's honestly such a just knowing Lane Staley's troubles with his addiction. But obviously, all of these people yeah. battled. It's just such a powerful lyrics to me. 
in this song because it's such a call to action to just try that one last like ditch effort to kind of like get it together for yourself and yeah. pull through and like you're don't lose this battle and so i think it's just there's a, a moment in the song here that i'd like to play that i think you just you feel so much with very little lyric in this part but it's just so important to make note of i think just such a great song and and so bringing it back to something you said earlier just like seeing the creativity and the artistry of these guys all together like and how it came together so easily for them because i was mm-hmm. reading that like they did one show um yeah early on and uh they said that they, the guy said that they really honestly only had jam sessions put together they didn't even feel like they had full songs together when they did the show but the songs turned out pretty good in my opinion. So, mm. I, Yeah, I know. And I think, you know, another, obviously we mentioned River of Deceit, but that is another one to kind of make note of because that was definitely their most notable track off of this album. It even gained radio success. And, and just even looking at that one, because, you know, I mean, when you think of Lane Staley right off the bat, you, with Alice in Chains, you kind of think of a little bit more of like, almost kind of a metal Seattle sound like and this is such a a soft side of his lyrics in this song and even just the melodies in the song that are just so different than what you would expect And, and that's a really great song also and again I think lyrically it just shows so much of I think each of these members journeys through what they've been battling Another song too that I would like to highlight is Artificial Red. This song to me was I, I don't know, it was so different in this on this album and I think it I think this one is what really kind of showcases some of Mike McCready's styles cuz it almost has this very like jazzy effect to it which sounds so weird coming from these guys but again it just kind of works in an odd interesting way. And it does have kind of some cool vocals also, but I think it's really, it's the music, it's the guitar that really kind of has such a cool, like kind of funky, jazzy, just really interesting sound that I think that I probably Artificial Red is a little bit more of like a, I guess the deeper cut song to me, like kind of one you don't like, you know, you don't obviously don't really hear a lot of, but I think it's so worth listening to that track as well because it's just it's a really cool one and very different
I think those are definitely the songs that I'd like to highlight with Mad Season. Um, and again, I think it's just, it's always cool to see different sides of, of the, these guys and just kind of yeah. what they're doing. And and I think there's always something to say for for people who kind of decide to take a pause from from what I think from the pressures that they probably were getting, you know, with Mike Rickety being yeah, in Pearl Jam yeah. and like Lane being in Alice in Chains. It's almost like you get to kind of like take a pause on that and just make something for fun yeah, and kind of see absolutely. where it goes. And I think this is definitely a huge testament of what that can look like. And there could be kind of a lot of magic. Yeah, I think in that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so moving into the 2000s, um, the next group we'll be talking about is one that we've kind of mentioned before as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is the Postal Service, which you may remember from, which episode was that? So we talked about Such Great Heights quite a bit in Track 6. That was our favorites of the 2000s. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, Postal Service is kind of pretty well known, I think, kind of super group. Or if you don't know necessarily postal service then you definitely probably recognize death cab for cutie uh pretty big kind of you know emo group in the indie indie, kind of world in the 2000s um and still active as well death cab for cutie yeah but then the vocals for death cab for cutie formed uh postal service with uh jimmy and jenny which i'm not familiar with their other stuff at all Mm. um and they did one album in 2003 called Give Up. And um, I think it was also interesting because I didn't even realize this until now, but I guess one of their touring musicians is Barrett Martin, which we literally just, just mentioned in Mad Season. I'm like, oh, how interesting the connections. Mm. Um, but obviously Such Great Heights would be a song we would talk about yeah. with this. I don't, you know, I don't think we need to go too far in depth with this one because we did talk about it in track six. So if you really want to know more, then this is your sign to go back to track six. Wow. Like that little reference back. Wow. (laughs) No, but but Such Great Heights is definitely their most well-known song. Um, It's a great song, has a great beat. And we were talking about this a little bit, how just how poetic those lyrics are to that song. Yeah. different song on this album that is so worth talking about is this place is a prison yeah yeah that one i i remember listening to because um when we brought them up i said i didn't really listen to much of their stuff so i didn't know um a whole lot from them um but that one i do remember listening to a lot back in probably like myspace days or something mm-hmm. oh yeah i'm sure it was myspace days i probably had it on my as my webs or what, what do you call that like the wall page yeah the, the wall song, the song whatever. whenever you click on <laughs> yeah. the page and that's the song that's playing mm-hmm. it's a really like you know like sad sounding song what a surprise i liked it mm-hmm. um you know post service they use a lot of like synth sounds and techno mm-hmm. beats and stuff which i usually don't really get into which is maybe why i haven't really listened to a lot of their stuff but something about this song just kind of caught me when i listened to it um i think it's the way it starts i mean it starts really slow and then it kind of builds up slowly over time Mm -hmm. there's that build up to the you know big ending Mm -hmm. that i usually like on songs so yeah it has um, such a cool transition yeah at the the end yeah yeah i do like the it's about like two 
two thirty two minutes and thirty seconds in, somewhere mm-hmm. in there, that starts to change a little bit and get a little more um, stuff going on. And yeah, I just always really like that song. When you're drinking by the candlelight. song because the whole album as a whole is definitely very upbeat even if the lyrics aren't always but has a lot of that synth a lot of electronica sound in the background but this is the one song that definitely as soon as this track comes on it it has a very different feeling to it right off the bat and it's definitely it keeps it really interesting it has that kind of dark feel and I think even just like the uh, the song itself is kind of an interesting metaphor for just the world, really, just yeah. life. And yeah. It's a very kind of like literal but not sort of lyric to this, um, which I think is just interesting because the tone of the song definitely creates like a very unsure, kind of dark, like what is life kind of purpose yeah. of life kind <laughs> of feeling. So, uh, yeah, it definitely goes in with those lyrics when you think about it in that sense another song that i think is worth mentioning this is probably their second most recognizable song on the album called the district sleeps alone tonight again plays with a lot of different synth sounds electronic sounds i mean i feel like they experiment with probably every single sound you can make like when you (laughs) listen to this album as a whole like they definitely do not leave anything out yeah which i'm not usually into either but i gosh i used to listen to this whole album all the time when i was younger and just enjoyed it i don't know and I, i think it's almost because like there's such a a busyness going on in the song but his vocals are so soothing and like soft and yeah, he almost clean. just talks a lot of those yeah that yeah. i think it's something about the way that it pairs together just i don't know like i think something about that worked for me yeah um but the district sleeps alone tonight is another good one to listen to that one is more about i think he's like openly said that it's about in a relationship that he had that ended like a long distant relationship and kind of talking about the build up to the end almost. Mm, And, um, which again, when you really look at the lyrics, I feel like you can really kind of see and tell that and, and get a little bit of a feel about it, but it's, yeah, I I think that's, what's kind of interesting is it's almost like a lot of that happy sounds paired with sadder matter. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So it's always interesting. It's always fun to do that. Yeah. Mm hmm. But yeah, Postal Service, definitely, um, they had a lot of cool songs on this album, and it's their only one. They never did any 
any work since then. I think they released like a anniversary. Oh, is that that was? I was gonna say. I yeah. Thought I saw that they had another album recently. No, no, it was just like kind of they redid some of the songs on that album. It was like an anniversary album, but they never made new material um, since then. So yeah, just kind of one of those one-off supergroup albums. Yeah. Okay, and then the next uh, band we're gonna talk about is Back to the Nineties. Mm, um, my favorite. Wow, the 90s. <laughs> Still looking for that time machine. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about Temple of the Dog. Yes. Um, another band that we've previously talked about uh, a little bit a when, little we, bit when we did our vocal isolation yeah. episode. That um, was track four. Track four. Another good one. Okay. Let's get all these reference <laughs> the references back. back. Um, when we talked about um, Chris Cornell, Chris Cornell mm-hmm. and, and when we were talking about Eddie Vedder, because he's in one of the songs. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so they had one album that came out self-titled in 1991 and this was actually like a tribute group to mm-hmm. andrew wood a, a friend of theirs from mother love bone who had passed um just before that so yeah this was kind of a, a formative group. yeah they it's just dis- yeah it's essentially just uh, members of pearl jam and Soundgarden. yeah um, they were mother love bone at that point yeah uh, the pearl jam members um um, so it's it's kind of just like Pearl Jam, but what if Chris Cornell was the singer? Sort of, so, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. well, Matt Cameron's the drummer, but he became a drummer for Pearl Jam yeah. for a while too. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think when like, obviously the only song I knew really growing up from Timbal the Dog was Hunger Strike, which we've talked about. I mean, we'll play it again for you, but. when i first heard it i always thought the song was pearl jam like yeah because I, I just heard eddie vedder's voice i'm like oh it's just pearl jam isn't it but yeah so yeah i know that's honestly such such a good song obviously their most notable song still pretty popular even today actually like i feel like it kind of over time almost grew in popularity it mm-hmm. seems like and i I was even reading too that when this album first came out, it actually really didn't get a lot of traction at all. And it wasn't until Pearl Jam's album 10 had released and they started getting traction that then because Eddie Vedder uh, was the vo- like, yeah. you know, he did guest vocals on this, then uh, Temple of the Dogs album yeah. started to kind of finally get into the mix. So it took a good year. Yeah. Before, which is uh, another thing that's yeah. weird to me, like which we might have mentioned on the other episode, but like at that time Eddie Vedder was basically unheard of. Mm, yeah. It was like the first recording that I think that we know of that yeah. he did in a song. And it was like, oh here's this guy we found and we mm-hmm. put him in the song. And then like yeah. <laughs> I yeah, because I think this was released like f- four or five months before uh, 10 was released yeah. so yeah for a lot of people like this would have been their first time really yeah. hearing eddie but it kind of was a little bit backward i don't know it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting but to talk more specifically about the song i mean i think it's it's really cool that there is a song out there that exists that has eddie and chris together because yeah. they do sound really great together like yeah. i i think i don't know like the way they sort of harmonize and and the way that 
you know, obviously Eddie has his very low tones that we know him for. And Chris does too. Chris always has that pretty wide range. So it's just, it's kind of cool to hear them together in this song and how they complement each other in a similar, but also different way in this one song. Um, and it's just so freaking catchy. God, it is. It, just, it gets stuck in my head. We it gets stuck we, in we your like all the time. We like to randomly sing it when we are hungry. And yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll just be like, I'm going dinner. hungry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so. definitely one of those kind of songs. Yeah. So we'll play it again for you, to, or we'll play it here at some point so it can get stuck in your head all day. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But I'm going hungry. so worth mentioning from this album is say hello to heaven um and i think this one is pretty obvious that this really is like a sort of tribute song to yeah. their late friend it's the opening yeah song on this album too. which to me feels like it feels like this should be the final track of the yeah i know album, it is but... almost kind of comes <laughs> in with like a grand finale yeah. kind of yeah. feel um but it's it's a great vocals from chris in this one a lot of like really kind of letting him unleash in some of his vocals towards the end. I mean, so impressive to hear that. kind of love the lyrics towards the end too which is almost kind of like that again like final goodbye in a way where it says um to write these words down for you with the pages of phrases of all the things we'll never do hey so i blow out out the candle and i put to you you to bed since you can't say to me now how the dog broke your bone there's just one thing left to be said and he kind of goes back into that chorus of say hello to heaven yeah so just kind of a it's a very sweet tender way it's to a very sort of... final something like i yeah. i'm actually kind of like surprised that this wasn't put at the end of the album mm-hmm. like this is the first track of the album That's it so, is so yeah. weird to me <laughs> like i i would almost would have put hunger strike first just because it comes in with that guitar it's a recognizable guitar it's a cool song to start mm-hmm. with but yeah i start with this one and not not that I mean I love the song. I just yeah. feel like it should be the final song. I can see yeah. that. Yeah, it definitely has that feeling to it. Um I don't know. I guess maybe it could be thought of in a way of because of how these people came together that maybe coming right off the bat of like the intentions maybe of making this yeah. album with that song. Yeah, like sure. getting that clear from the beginning. I don't know. Yeah. It is kind of interesting. it would be interesting to hear why and track order was chosen the way that it was or yeah maybe they maybe they were like you know closing the chapter of that book and yeah. this is them moving on was the rest of the album i don't know sure. yeah. yeah so one last song too that is also um a really good one off of this album is call me a dog it definitely starts off a little bit more kind of slower soft tenor but i just really love 
Chris's vocals and the chorus, there's something just really, it's so subtle, but really cool that he mm-hmm. does. Time to be safe from the There's just something about the way that that plays out that I just really enjoy listening to the song. Like, I don't even know if I have anything super specific to, like, yeah. point out beyond that. But it's just, it's kind of a cool song. Um, yeah, it is. This this is another band that I really didn't listen to until probably this year or the year before, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, actually branch out. Obviously, I've heard of Hunger Strike. Yeah. But to actually listen to some of their other songs, I was sort of the same way as Mad Season. I was kind of mm-hmm. taken back, like, oh, wow, this is actually some really cool songs on this that I've never heard before. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this album really shows, again, just how much um, how much this really does sit on the brink of the 80s, 90s feel, yeah. which I know we've kind of talked about with Chris, but you can definitely hear it in a couple of these songs, I think, where it's like, wow, this could have been released, like, in the late yeah. 80s, for sure. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy this album a lot, actually. And and again, this was just, they just did the one. Um, mm-hmm. And then they never, they obviously kind of split up into their other groups of Pearl Jam and Soundgarden continued. And um, they did get back together for the 25th anniversary mm. tour in 2016. And they did actually do like a tour, just oh. one tour. And I know there's actually a video. I think we've watched that because there's a video of Eddie coming oh, yeah, along coming and, yeah. and they sing yeah, like Hunger Strike, Hunger Strike together. Yeah. So, but yeah, other than that, I mean, that's, um, they just kind of released that one little nugget of goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it seems like a lot of side projects do that. I right? know. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the last one we're going to talk about today is back into the 2000s. Um, one. Yeah, this one's a little different because, um, like I said on the last uh, when we we're talking about Temple of the Dog, it's like these bands just kind of got together for one album and mm-hmm. that was that. Well, this one is um, City and Color, yeah. and they definitely didn't do that. In it's fact, not a super group. It's, it's a side project, side project um, for sure. For but, for Dallas Green, yeah. who was originally in a band called Alexis on Fire, mm-hmm. a great band to listen to as well if you haven't listened to them. Yeah. Um, but I would almost, I would probably say, and this probably isn't a, this probably isn't really a deep take or anything like this. is probably pretty obvious, but I would say that the side project got more popular than the actual band itself. <gasps> I know, right? <laughs> How dare I? I'm just kidding. It's, <laughs> it's yes, no. This is definitely like side project turn main project for yeah, sure. I, would say I so. mean, um, and definitely like his best. Work. yeah and i yeah. like both i mean they're they're definitely different um styles so it really it's kind of great because it mm. fits whatever mood you want to do because alexis on fire is a screamo band from the post 2000s post hardcore yeah. um, they got the screaming in there and like really heavier songs mm-hmm. that are really cool and then dallas green has these really cool acoustic mostly acoustic i think they're almost all acoustic yeah. i haven't listened to the latest couple albums that he really like he just he released, like, an, just album. released yeah. an album yeah so um, he's still active which yeah. makes him a little different than the last yeah. two we talked about too. Right, that too. And I think Alexis on Fire just recently really Yeah, they did. They recently mm. ugh, if I could talk. 
they recently released an album as well. So um, they're both uh, still going strong, I guess, um, which is great. I, I love both bands. Um, Dallas Green sometimes plays some of Alexis on Fire songs in his sets, like yeah. um, a more of an acoustic version, most notably probably Happiness by the Kilowatt. He does a great version of that. And also um, Boiled Frogs, which is another mm. good song that he does from them. So it's, yeah. it's another like side project. It's not like he was like leaving the band, like, oh, I'm done <laughs> with this crap. Like, I'm going to do my own thing. It was kind of more they were simultaneous almost. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I've even read that Dallas Green with City and Color that a lot of the songs, like especially for the first album, sometimes that came out in 2005, a lot of those were songs that he, I guess, had written and kind of made even like his, in his teenage years. And wow. he sort of like reproduced them into an album. And um, I think that's really kind of how I think City in Color sort of came alive yeah. was just like work that he had already done. And, yeah. and he kind of, he basically started on the internet, just downloads, you yeah. know, when you had like Napster and LimeWire and <laughs> it was a very just organic simple kind of start yeah. with how city and color even came to be yeah. um but i mean to say he's still active he has seven total albums yes. i mean ranging from 2005 obviously he like just ha mm -hmm. came out with an album this year so i mean yeah, yeah. again for a side project yeah solo side project too because yeah. he, he has like a touring band that he tours with because mm -hmm. i've seen them live yeah so let's talk about the first song um we so this is the first song that I ever heard of. Um, this was from the first album, sometimes, and this one's called Hello, I'm in Delaware. So there goes my life passing by. I mean, I think just right off, right off of just listening to it, I think the vocals immediately pull you in. Yeah. With if you've never heard a Dallas Green song, it's gonna be his vocal tone that pulls you in because it's so. There's something so warm and inviting and soothing, but also there's what he emits is so powerful. Yeah, and I think that's definitely for me. It kind of like it kind of just stops you in your tracks and makes you really want to listen and that definitely was hello i'm in delaware yeah and yeah and i mean it was just such a i don't know it was just such a beautiful song that i think at that time i was just like wow like who is this what is this like this there's just something so special about it yeah you just can't i don't know it's like you can't place what it is but you need to know more yeah and it was actually hard for me to pick uh, what songs to talk about because I honestly feel that same way that you're describing pretty much about every song on sometimes like mm -hmm. I love that whole album um, and the the second album um, as mm -hmm. well yeah um, it was but, hard for us to yeah. choose just a few songs to talk about because yeah. there really are so many yeah with so songs. many albums but we try to narrow it down to the ones that happened before 2010 yeah and, yeah so and, we were only focusing on the first two albums yeah and then so the next song that we have is also from Sometimes. Um, this one is called Day Old Hate. Now you still 
flames And isn't it great to find that you're That song, like, I don't know, like, that might be my favorite song on that mm-hmm. album, I would say. Yeah. Um, it just, again, it, like you said, it has that same feeling as Hello, I'm in Delaware, where it's, um, it really draws you in. The vocals are great. The guitar work is great. Um, there's just something about that song that, I don't know, just the way it's delivered. Um, the lyrics, um, I haven't pulled up here. Let me see. So the, there's a lyric in the song, lyric. As you can hear her walking by. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's my turn <laughs> oh, it's, now. Yeah, it's Lyric's turn. Come on, Lyric, get on the mic. <laughs> um, there's a lyric in the song uh, where he says, and isn't it great to find out that you're really worth nothing? Mm-hmm. And the way that he delivers it, it like it's almost like you're saying something so depressing, but you almost sing it with a smile. Like yeah. every time I sing that along with that song, I'm like smiling when I sing that lyric, but it's like such a depressing, I don't know. It's, it's so cool to me the way that that is delivered in the song. Yeah, I think it's almost kind of like, in a way, it's like putting a mirror up to somebody saying so something so ugly to you. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost like you're kind of showing them like, hey, you, like you're making me feel this way by saying such an ugly thing, but who's really the ugly one? Uh, now? You know what yeah, I mean? Like it's kind of, it, cool it delivers it, yeah. such a, like that kind of vindication almost. Yeah. And in a way that's still hurtful, but it's also, again, it's like, let me show you who you really are yeah. through what you're showing, telling me kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I imagine that's probably, I I don't know. I guess I don't know fully where the history or story of that song came from, but it feels like maybe that's kind of yeah. a little bit about it. I don't know. I can see that, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's definitely a really great song too. And, and just sort of, again just really pulls you in right from the beginning and you can't help but to just go with the ride of that song because it's just done so well yeah and then the last song we wanted to talk about is off of the second album then called called bring me yeah bring me your love and we wanted to choose this song because it's a little bit of a different sound than the last two but i think all together like this album i think he plays around a lot more yeah. with there's definitely a little yeah. bit more of a of uh, maybe like a i don't know how to exp- maybe a happier tone on some of the mm-hmm. songs um they're not all like depressing sounding <laughs> not that the, i don't know yeah. not that they're depressing but they have they definitely have that sad kind of dark feel. feel somber is a good word for it mm-hmm. there you go um and there's definitely some of those songs on this album as well the this album was also hard for me to pick um a song to do on this one because i was i actually hadn't listened to this album in so long and i was listening back to it like man i forgot about all these songs they're all so good Mm -hmm. uh but body in the box For 
we we went with that one like you said just to yeah. change it up it's not really that sad of a song i mean the lyrics could be read sad somewhere, yeah but... i think one other thing too i want to say just what, what's so different with this album just notably that you can just really hear is he plays with a lot of different arrangements and mm-hmm. a lot of different instruments in the oh, song yeah. that i think you know there's there's definitely Again, there's still a lot of depth to yeah. both albums, but you can tell he's really expanding and playing around yeah. and, and maybe kind of having like a little bit more fun. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever else in this And song. that's, yeah, that's what you kind of hear right off um, the beginning of this song is like in a harmonica sound yeah. coming into this one, almost kind of sounds a little bit uplifting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really enjoy this song too. This has some really, really great, like to me, just so deeply insightful lyrics yeah. to it um for sure my favorite is kind of when he says we celebrate the lives of the dead it's like a man's best party only happens when he dies yeah. we gather around to pay our respects while their souls are still searching for the light i mean that's a really cool lyric it's a really in, a deeply insightful lyric and you just and unfortunately so true it tends to be so true that yeah. we remember and reach out to people most or lift them up in a way most when they're already gone and it, it is kind of almost a reminder of like you know to to definitely do that more and and just kind of reach out to the people that you care about more and because the time is always so limited and yeah. i think this song really i think shines a light with mortality in a way that we probably need to hear more honestly yeah. <laughs> um but good song. It definitely has a good, a little bit more like uplifted sound, but doesn't mean that the lyrics and are not as deep and that his right. vocal delivery is not also still fantastic in Absolutely. this song. Um, so yeah, Body in the Box is definitely worth listening to, as well as a lot of other songs yeah. on that, on that both, second album. Just listen to both albums. Pretty much, if you've yeah. Never, if you've never listened to them before, just listen to both of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was just um, another little topic we thought up. I uh, thought it would be fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, just some bands with side projects, band members, I should say, with other groups and super groups or solo projects or whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, so again, we talked about Mad Season, Postal Service, Temple of the Dog, and City in Color. Yeah, so Good go check them out. <laughs> check this out. Um, also, um, if you want to make a guess for our song, I mm-hmm. guess the song. We will play another uh, snippet of that for you, real quick. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, put your guesses in, <laughs> and also don't forget to vote in our poll. We yeah. always post one with every episode each week. Um, and again, we hope you missed us. We are back on track now, and um, yeah, I think this was a fun one. So yeah, let fun. us know what you think. We're on TikTok and Instagram, and I think that's it. Spotify. (laughs) Spotify, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thanks for uh, listening in, guys, and we'll talk at you next time.